With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. And you know what? The longer it takes us to figure that out, the better we are. The better we are. Because we just keep working. And we just keep getting better, all right? Day after day, we'll be better tomorrow than we were today, all right? But you guys, I'm really freaking proud of you guys. You guys are one hell of a football team. Who's got it better than us? No! North Carolina ain't a damn thing quiet. Bitch, I'm a niner from the earthquake country. I can make the earth shake. About to bring it back like the 89 earthquake. Throw a pass on me, I'ma catch it like crab tree. Who got the kush? Cause the smoker gotta have tree. And pass the joint, cause the player gotta have mo. I split a blunt down the middle like Frank Go. A quarterback don't pull it like Kaepernick. And take a poodle out the game like Alex Smith. Red and gold, that's the color of the realest. Staying on my toes, call me Patrick Willis. We back up in it, cause my team winning. I'm the comeback kid, all I need is one minute We winning like the 80s, it's a Super Bowl city Finna take another ring home, Super Bowl city Ain't nobody fucking with us I got red and gold in my cup Wild West got the game turned up Who got it better than us? Faithful with God's honor. Nothing Kaepernick. Doing TD, no pick. Break for 85 yards. If he opted hella quick. New stadium, new ring. Same team. Hard since keys are. 49ers, we are. Hating on the city, but they can't hold Quinn. I fucked with court crap free and both win. Breaking records like we throwing vinyl. Staley Davis, you body the whole line. Go. That the Bartolo name. The Super Bowl affiliated. Bowman and Willis, such a frame and you gon' really hate it. We elated, not a fan. Is a fine man. Do it like the 80s and move right by the Rams. Crush the Seahawks. Real life, no weak talk. Go hard on the corners. Never take a weak off. Ain't nobody fucking with us. I got red and gold in my cup. The Wild West got the game turned up. Who got it better than What you heard, I'm a baby from the 80s I was born on the turf, I go back like Garrison Hurst and be young Diamonds on my fingers, so just call me Steve Young Like Justin Smith, I go hard on the defense line Let a hater hate, I'm still gon' rip my Here come the kickoff, bet I'm gon' run it all the way home Yeah, I'm gon' red and gold, bloody, come and get it if you want it Yeah, we gon' set it off Do you like Whitner and rip your damn helmet off? I'm lucky number seven, cause your boy deliver Throwing bombs from the bay over the Mississippi River They ain't messing with us Put the subs to the projects, do the Scott Steiner, kiss your bicep, uh, soon as we touch down, we gon' burst out, run through them like Gore, going for the first down. Ain't nobody fucking with us, I got red and gold in my cup, Wild West got the game turned up, who got it better than us? Who got it better than us? Who got it better than us? Who got it better than us?
What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Niner Faithful. Thanks for tuning in. Hope everyone had a blessed week. As I'm sure all y'all know, Niner Zero, Dyke Clark, passed away Monday. Words can't simply describe what this meant, meant to this franchise. And no tribute I could do would be enough. May he rest in peace in his family. And may they, may he rest in peace in his family are in my thoughts and prayers. Uh, we have, after we do the info, I'll go ahead and I'll play our little tribute we have to him. But also on the show today, I got my boy Brian coming from BAC Productions to go ahead and talk about his Niner song. I believe red and gold. We go ahead and got a copy, so we're going to have a new Niner song of the day. And uh, he's going to talk about his new album he's working on, and, and uh, that also has a new Niner song in it. And, of course, we're going to take any of your calls and texts to come in. Um, I want to hear people's Dwight Clark stories, uh, whether you had the honor to meet the man, uh, whether you were old enough to remember the catch and, and, you know, this is, you know, a childhood hero of yours or even an idol of yours. Or you're simply like me and a diehard Niner fan and know what Dwight Clark meant to this franchise. We want you to go ahead and call and text in today. But before we go ahead and get started, we're also going to take your calls and texts. I already said that. Before we get started, Radio AFS has advertising packages for as little as $25 a month. Go ahead and email me at NinerFaithfulRadio at gmail.com or message me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter for details about those. Also, the number to go ahead and call in is 668, or sorry, 646 668 8467. That number again is 646-668-8467. And our text line number is 408-785-3015. That number again, 408-785-3015. All right. So why don't we go ahead and play the Dwight Clark tribute before, and we'll go ahead and get in the statement and everything released from the team. So we're we're gonna go ahead and do that right now. and humbled by it all um, I don't you know I I think what I love about it the most is that it's connected me with 49er fans for the rest of time because I didn't realize it at the time that people would keep talking about it but they not only talk about it they pass it down through the generations just to be a part of a play the uh, magical season and a magical game, and then like the exclamation point on a on a on a great game um, to be a part of that play that helped get our team to the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, blessed, humbled, uh, very thankful just to uh, to be able to be in the 49ers memories forever.
that man's going to be greatly missed. The Niners went ahead and released this following statement. The San Francisco 49ers family has suffered a tremendous loss today with the passing of Dwight Clark. We extend our condolences and prayers to Dwight's family, Dwight's wife, Kelly, his family, and friends and fans. As we all join together to mourn the death of one of the most beloved figures in 49ers history, for almost four decades, he served as a charismatic ambassador for our team and the Bay Area. Dwight's personality and sense of humor endeared him to everyone he came into contact with, even during his most trying times. The strength, perseverance, and grace in which he battled ALS will long serve as an inspiration will all serve as an inspiration to, to so many. Dwight will always carry a special place in our hearts and his legacy will live on as we continue to battle this as we continue to battle this terrible disease. That was officially released from the uh Niners um organization. He played from nineteen seventy nine to nineteen eighty seven all with the Niners, nine years. He was a two-time Super Bowl winner as a player in 81 and 84. And I believe he was an executive on the 94 team. It was 94 or the 90 team. He was a uh, two Pro Bowls in 81 and 82, first team All-Pro in 82. Led the NFC in receptions in 1982 with 60 and nine games because that was the year they had a strike. And 88 had his Number 87 jersey retired and is the only Niner that is not in the Hall of Fame to have that honor. He was inducted in the Clemson Hall of Fame in 1988. He was inducted in the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame in 2011. And he was inducted into the Edward J. DeBarlow Sr. 49ers Hall of Fame in the inaugural class of 2009. Served as 49ers general manager in 1998. Finished his career with 506 receptions, 6,750 receiving yards, 48 touchdowns, and 137, 134 games played. I'm assuming that's regular season and also regular season touchdowns. Um, it doesn't matter how many touchdowns he had in the, the playoffs because obviously at least one was the one that mattered the most. We are at a great loss, y'all, and uh, I feel kind of too young to have people who played football just, I mean, even still play when I was two years old, two and a half, almost three. Essentially, the year I became a Niner fan. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He never played while I was a Niner fan. He retired in 87, so I was one and a half, September of 87. Yeah, I was one and a half, almost three. So I'm too young to have people who played football with. I was basically almost two, start dying. Definitely, definitely sad day. And it, it seems kind of weird and fitting and kind of strange to have, to be able to say this considering who it is. But um, we're going to go ahead and say happy 62nd birthday to Mr. Joe Cool. The goat turned 60, 62 today. So, happy birthday, Joe. Uh, Here's to hopefully many, many more. 
Uh, let me see. So what else we got here? Uh, Ruben Foster. So the Ruben Foster situation is finally over. Uh, last Wednesday, Ruben Foster had pled no contest to the misdemeanor gun charge stemming from his February arrest. In a plea that includes a sentence of two years probation, 232 hours of community service, and 235 bucks in fines. It was funny. Apparently, the judge wanted to um, have him pay more, but that's all he she could legally force him to pay. <laughs> oh, yeah, and he also won't be allowed to own guns during the course of his probation. Uh, but Adam Schefter went ahead and reported that despite that um, – Savage pled no contest to misdemeanor weapons charges. The, the NFL is still mulling a multi-game suspension for him per source. So, according to this, Adam Schefter at least, according to his source I should say, um, Ruben will be still Faces a, a multi-game suspension. I'm thinking anywhere from two to four. I don't think that they would fully push the six games or six games on him. I think he he'll get two to four. I mean, four even seems kind of harsh. I mean, two really even seems kind of harsh. But at least fine. You know, you want to say, look, you you know, you you made some bad decisions and some bad choices this off season, and and you've shown a a habit of making those bad choices. Okay, fine. I can accept that. But, you know, four games, a quarter of the season seems kind of harsh for essentially smoking weed and getting caught with a gun that was legal where he's from, just not legal in California. And I think people need to really fully understand that. The gun was not illegal. The gun was perfectly legal in Alabama and registered in Alabama. So if he was in Alabama, there would be no problem with the gun. But it, because it's a fully um, – because it's a assault weapon, assault rifle, it's not legal in California. So um, I don't know exactly the specifications on what makes it illegal in California. I don't own guns. I've never had a gun. So I've never bothered uh, – Checking into it, I know that kind of seems kind of a little, kind of unprofessional, maybe, on my behalf. But um, I didn't know that when I started trying to cover the Niners that I would be uh, also um, need a law degree, basically, essentially. Crazy. So y'all gotta get forgive me on that. But also um, this week, well, yeah, that, yeah, this week we released cornerback Trayvon Reed. Reed, who was 27, was added to our practice squad last year in December, and he was signed a futures contract in January. Um, what I'm assuming happened there is that player from the Steelers and the Cowboys, JJ. I want to say JJ Watt. The, the the player that ended up st- standing us up and, and going to the Jets uh, should have wrote that down. Why did I not write that down? Um, maybe this is why I don't get paid do th- to do this. Um, I think they cut him to make room for him, but when he didn't sign, 
it kind of were just kind of left in no man's land, and so it was kind of weird. But we went ahead and re-signed Anton Exum. Uh, they went ahead and said we signed up to a one-year deal. He originally joined us after signing with us uh, November 7, 2017, when he saw actions in two games, one start, and registered three tackles. He was originally drafted by the Minnesota Vikings in the sixth round, 182nd overall of the 2014 draft. In three years with Minnesota, he appeared in 27 games, two starts, registered 18 tackles, two fumble recoveries, one forced fumble, along with 13 tackles on special teams. After spending the entire 2016 season on injured reserve, he was waived by Minnesota on September 16th, 2007. So that's who took that Reeds player's um, spot on the roster. So that's that. I mean, I don't think this this player who stood us up, I, mean, I don't think it was going to be the next coming of Ronnie Lott. So I think that um, maybe he saw that we were a little stacked and that maybe there wouldn't be uh, that much of a uh, – not that much playing time. You know, that that that, that he was probably not going to beat out Adrian Colbert or Jaquaski Tart or shit, even Jimmy Ward. So he probably said, oh, let me go to the Jets and uh, give myself a better chance of um, playing some uh, better chance of seeing some playing time. So we had a practice on uh, last Tuesday. That was the last time we they came out with this little um, um, nine observations from OTAs. So I went ahead and, and did notes on that. So, on the day after the passing of Dwight Clark, the entire 49ers coaching staff rocked shirts honoring number 87. Some wore the team distributed shirts from Dwight Clark Day. Others, including Shanahan, of, uh, Shanahan found themselves wearing shirtsies. Basically, the, the, the jersey shirts. So, they, they that was kind of a little nice nod that you know, you you knew they were going to do something. Um, they weren't John Lynch or Kyle Shanahan weren't scheduled to speak um, on Monday, but obviously, given the circumstances, the GM and the head coach of the team are, are going to to speak after after Toy Clark died. So, Kyle Shanahan, he, it, it, the interviews on Niners.com, it, it, it's a really little cool interview and, and kind of. I, the thing I like about Kyle Shanahan is, is he, I mean, mind you, it was only three years, and it and it was when he was a kid, but you can tell that, um, you know, he remembers being here as a Niner, and, and, you know, his dad was our offensive, you know, his dad was on the sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. So, you know, he was, he was here for, obviously, his dad was in Denver, and it's probably... I would say probably grew up more of a Broncos fan than a Niners fan. But, you know, essentially it was cool to hear him talk about, you know, his memories of of Dwight Clark and, you know, John Lynch kind of 
get, shared some advice that, you know, Dwight Clark gave him and, and said that, you know, he said, trust your gut, you know, you know football. And so it was it was kind of a little, you know, cool little conversation between um, two former Niner GMs. So it feels weird to say that when talking about Dwight Clark because a lot of people, you know, I don't want to say forget his tenure as our GM, but, you know, he's obviously remembered way more for the catch than he is as our GM. So, um, but he also said that they definitely will um, find a way to honor Dwight Clark this year and that um, it will be fitting. I've heard rumors of a little kind of, for lack of a better word, patch or a painted area with like a you, – you basically know they're going to use the, the 87 logo they've been using, which is the silhouette of a catch between an 8 and a 7. So they're, they're, that's basically going to be in the, the spot of the end zone where he caught the catch. I've heard something on a helmet like they did with Bill Walsh. I've heard something about a um, a patch on a jersey. We shall see. I'm assuming that – well, I know for a fact they're going to – before the probably before the anthem, uh, the first preseason game against the Cry Girls, you know they're gonna play something. As far as um, you know, they're gonna have a moment of silence or, you know, some type of tribute to him, and maybe that's when they'll unveil it. We shall see. But they're definitely John Lynch said they're definitely gonna do something. Uh. So there's some lineup lineup notes from that day, and it's kind of hard because I hadn't seen anything from OTA to, you know, say this. So if you know, definitely let me know it, and let me know where you're getting that that type of information from. Uh, But some lineup notes that happened is uh, Malcolm Smith didn't practice due to a groin injury. So Will Foster went to the wheel, and uh, Mike Warner – or Mike Warner. Fred Warner went to the Mike linebacker. That's where I got Mike Warner from. And uh, started at inside linebacker on Tuesday. So our, essentially our starters on Tuesday's practice were uh, Fred Warner and Ruben Foster. And this is a uh, – Jimmy Ward was also sidelined with the ankle injury. So Terrell Vias, Tiverius Pell. Powell, sorry. Sorry, that corner and Ward's place opposite Joe Williams. Sorry, the notes kind of blended in. Opposite Akilah Witherspoon. So Fred Warner and Reuben Foster. That, obviously, I think that if you put a gun in John Lynch's head, he would like to ideally say that that's what he sees the future of our defense being. Now, whether what players at the the will or the mic, you know, I I would think they would want Ruben Foster at the mic and and Fred Warner at the will, but everybody seems to had kind of pigeonholed Fred Warner into a sub package type of role, including myself. 
But it seems like they're really giving them snaps on defense, and they're really, you know, giving them an opportunity to show what he's got. And I would say, dare they even have him start? And Because you're not going to pay Malcolm Smith the amount of money we're going to pay him to ride the bench. So does Fred Warner take Malcolm Smith's spot? I mean, I would think that if Fred Warner is going to be a backup, then obviously not. But if he's going to start, you're not going to have Reuben Foster on the sideline. Now, obviously, a lot of this can all change, barring what happens with um, any type of suspension with Reuben, you know, then obviously they want to cut Malcolm Smith, you know. But there's something that's just a little interesting, a little tidbit to get in before training camp because I'm pretty sure a lot of y'all know we got practice um, tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday, and then that's it. That's it until training camp. So, you know, end of July, we will uh, start, you know, the, the, the grind, the real grind before the season. So I can't wait. Um, it's taking forever to get here, y'all. It seems like forever. I haven't been so juiced for a season in quite some time. I mean, I'm juiced for every season, but not not. This is going to be something special, I think. I think that you know maybe internally and quietly, maybe Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. Maybe they're starting to think championship. I definitely think we're going to be a complete competing for a playoff spot. If the Niners aren't competing for a playoff spot, this year was a great, great, great disappointment. Barring, of course, something crazy happening. Like, there's obviously, like, if we just suffer a crazy amount of injuries to key people, I'm not going to say names, um, knock on wood, and things like that, then obviously, you know, like the Packers, I mean, ain't nobody bad at the Packers did win the Super Bowl last year. Like, you lost Aaron Rodgers, bro. Like, come on. But also a little interesting tidbit from Tuesday's practice was Matt Breida and Joe Williams both flashed during first full-team period, the first full-team period. Breida found room up the right side of the field for a big run after much of the defense been on the fake end around of Aldrick Robinson. Ooh. That's a name that's not getting a lot of love. I, I think Aldrick Robinson's off this team. But um, And then Williams shot out of a canyon up the middle on the long run of his own. Without pads and full tackling, there's no telling how much yardage either player would have picked up. But the speed of both running backs was on display. I mean, that's what I, I think that if you were to ask me to tell you uh, the number one attribute of the Niners this year in one word, I, I would think speed. I mean, we've, we've got a relatively fast team. I mean, the running backs are insane. You got some some receivers. Obviously, Marcus Goodwin, who's a you know imp, uh, Olympic athlete, but you got some other receivers that may not be as fast as Marcus Goodwin, but they got some giddy up. They definitely got some giddy up to them. The off- longest offensive play of the day 
was it came on a deep ball down the right side of the line from Jimmy G. Cool to Brita. Apparently, Travis Moore had a great coverage downfield, but Garoppolo placed the ball perfectly over Brita's shoulders. Well, that's the age-old saying, a great, a great throw beats great coverage every time. So um, I, I would really have loved to see that play to see to see it. But, um, I mean, Trevarius Moore to keep up with um, Matt Breida, well, obviously because Trevarius Moore has, has crazy, crazy long speed, or, I mean, crazy fast speed. But um, that's pretty interesting to think about. Good coverage. You know, great throw. I like seeing both of them. <laughs> Obviously, at an Ida practice, I like seeing Tavarius Moore have a great coverage, and I like seeing Jimmy G. Cool beat it with a with a great throw. So I can not complain about any of that. Uh, apparently, Corey Toomer nearly picked off a Jimmy G. Cool pass. He read the quarterback's eyes and knocked down a pass over the middle intended for Marquise Goodwin. Uh, I hope Jimmy G. Cool isn't starting to give away things with his eyes and stare down receivers. I I would be quite concerned about that. That that was a a problem we all know that Cap had quite a lot actually was staring down receivers and and not being able to. Well, Jimmy G. Cool can go through progressions. I'm fully confident that he can do that. So. Apparently, Guapolo and Kendrick Bourne are really, really developing some chemistry. I mean, to the point where I've heard rumors and I've heard people trying to say that that Aldrich, that Kendrick Bourne could beat out Pierre Gasson. But I think we wanna we go ahead and I think that's Brian on the line. So why don't we go ahead and play the Niner Faithful Radio? Um, I believe Red and Gold right now. And we'll go ahead and take him to the green room and go ahead and bring him on after the song.
dope song. I, I hope y'all like that as much as I do. I was just telling Brian in the green room right now that um, it, it pumps me up. I mean, that's like probably the eighth song on my Niner playlist I, I listen to before every game to get me to get me jacked up. So we've been trying to get we've been trying to get Brian here on Niner Faithful Radio for about a year. I mean, it, it's been pretty close to to about when we started the show. So we're gonna go ahead and um, I mean, like I said. Kendrick Bourne's developing a, a chemistry with Jimmy G. Cool. We'll go ahead and get that after we go ahead and get Brian off. Why don't we go ahead and bring him on right now? And what's up, Brian? How you doing, bro? How's it going, TJ? I'm doing good, man. Just chilling, bro. Just chilling, just chilling, just chilling. So, as I was telling you in the, in the green room and everything, what, what I like to do, the one rule we have on Niner Faithful Radio, besides obviously having to be a faithful, is – um you have to tell your story. I the, the, my, I get feedback from my listeners all the time, and this is one of their favorite parts of the interview is they love hearing how people became a Niner fan. So go ahead and tell the fellow faithful how you became Niner faithful. Yeah, that definitely. Well, I I guess kind of like the song, you know, like Bleeding Red and Gold, it, it's kind of been just a family thing. Like my, you know, my parents are diehard Niner fans, my brothers, my sister – godparents and everything so it's kind of just it's been passed down to generations and stuff so yeah i was just born ever since i was born just raised raised a diehard niner fan yeah and just, just spent a lot of time going to uh candlestick and now now levi's so it's a huge huge 49 fan. yeah yeah definitely uh i don't know how exactly you feel but um i, I like my I was telling you, I'm not going to get too much of my story because everybody on the show knows it, but, um, you know, it's definitely been unique growing up here in, in San Jose and being a Niner fan. I mean, it's not that unusual. There are plenty of Niner fans here, but it's definitely changed a lot of things having, having the Niners here at, at, at Levi's. I mean, that's, that's definitely – it was almost like a, I went to about four games at Candlestick. And to me, it was kind of like Candlestick was kind of like Disneyland. You know, it was that far off place that was like, you know, Disneyland. It was just a magical yeah. place that magical things happened. And, you know, because I got to go there so rare. I mean, it was just such a rare occurrence. I didn't go to my first Niner game until I was 13. So, okay. you know, it was, it was such a rare occurrence. And then, you know, when we switch over here to Levi's, you know, so I believe Red and Gold, awesome song. Uh, how did it go about becoming and turning into what it was? So at that time, I was actually, I've been doing music for, for a long time as a hobby. And now I'm like, I've been really trying to do it seriously, you know, professionally. And at mm. that time, I was actually in Southern California, just like, you know, pursuing music. And that was around the time for Quest for Six and you know, we had that whole thing going on with Harbaugh, and I just kind of got inspired just to write, you know, a 49er theme song. <laughs> and it just kind of, yeah. it just kind of came, you know, it, like they usually do, just kind of out of nowhere. And you kind of get the ball rolling, and it just, you know, the creative juices started flowing, and that's how it just came about around that that time during the, you know, 2012 season. Uh, definitely, definitely. And I think that. Well, obviously it being, you know, what, what it ended up being, a, you know, a great season, but a heartbreaking season. But, but I think what, I mean, I don't know how 
old as you are, but somebody like myself, I was born in '86. So, okay. you know, I was. We're about the same what, age. '86, about the same 80, age. 85, so I was. Yeah. You're '85. Yeah. So, so we're yeah. about the same age. And so, what you figure? So you were nine. I was eight when the last time we won our Super Bowl. And so, yep. I remember a little bit. I mean, you probably, like I said, I didn't grow up in a household like you. I mean, not everybody in my house were Niner fans. So it was pretty much just mostly me and my grandpa. And so whatever little things that we did was kind of me and my grandpa. And so when the Harbaugh era came around, because there was a good chunk of our life where I would say probably after Jeff Garcia, you know, where Mm – Majority of the times we can, the football teams that we can remember. I mean, I close my eyes, and um, I don't know if you've heard of the document forty nine, but we went ahead and had Nick on, I believe, two weeks ago. And when I he's doing a, a it's a, a podcast documentary between um, two thousand four to the present day Niners, and I said, well, you're talking about a good chunk of my life, you know, when you're talking yeah. about from two thousand four, that's the year I graduated high school, to, you know. Now, obviously, I'm, I'm 32. So, majority of that time, we were garbage. And I think that, you know, you and me, we were kind of old enough where we could be like, hey, look, I kind of remember this team used to not be like this. Like, I, I kind of remember, you know, walking around like, it wasn't whether the Niners were going to win. It was just how much. Like, yeah, there's right. no question we were going to win on Sundays. <laughs> it was almost expected, right? We were pretty spoiled. Kind of like how Warriors fans yeah. are right now, right? <laughs> Exactly how Warriors fans are right now. Um, or me, myself as a Lakers fan, I mean, I know all about being spoiled. You know, we're basically yeah. the Yankees of, of, of basketball. So, exactly. Or I'm, I'm a Sharks fan. So, I tell people, I'm like, look, you know, in sports, most teams don't make the playoffs damn near every year. I mean, you know, it sucks because the Sharks haven't won the Cup yet, but let's appreciate the fact that we're pretty confident our team's going to make the playoffs every year. It's not always like that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's and true. so sure. when Harbaugh jumped on the scene, is is what you what you really saw, and I think that that you almost see a almost kind of generation gap between the the fans that I talked to that you know remember maybe maybe not necessarily the eighties, but even maybe the 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 nineties, you know, like the, maybe mm-hmm. the fans who were in their teens or or twenties in the nineties versus the fans like our age, where the different opinion of Harbaugh. Like, to me, I put Harbaugh on a pedestal. I mean, to me, you know, I, I yeah, we're not going to go down that road because, yeah, I've been there, done that. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, and I think that the inspiration that you're talking about, and I've talked to a lot of people who pretty much have said the same thing, was the first time that not a fans could, I don't want to make it sound weird, but for the first time, not a fans could come out the closet. I mean, there was a while that, that it wasn't, you know, it wasn't – you couldn't stick your checks out being a Niner fan. And when we finally got Harbaugh, <laughs> it was like, hey, you know what? We could, you know, we could walk around with our chest held high, you, you know, our, our heads held high. You know, we got some type of respect. You know what I mean? When you're, right, yeah. when you're going, you know, when you're going 5 and 11, what are you going to rap about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, not too much, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so now you come out with I Bleed Red and Gold. And I know you're you're talking to me about the the new project you have going uh, going on right now. Tell us about the new project. Yeah, so it, it kind of like you said, there's that you know that gap 
you know, where mm-hmm. you have the different generations like us, and then you've got new fans who came on, you know, on the scene with the, the Harbaugh era. And then yeah. obviously we're in a, our new era now with Shanahan. So this, uh, this one, I kind of want to tie it to like our historical roots, you know, like in the eighties, our glory days, but then also bring it back to what's relevant now with mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. You know, the Shanahan era and just kind of what's going on. Like, I know I, I was cool. listening to the show, you know, the show before I hopped on and you were talking about, you know, Jimmy G and this, be, you know, you were always, we're diehard Niner fans. So we're always excited, but this year has a little extra to it. You know what I mean? Like it's, definitely, it's pretty definitely. exciting. I think right now to be, to be a Niner fan and looking forward to this next season. Cause I mean, Jimmy G does look special and it's kind of also special having Shanahan, you know, being that his dad was a coach during our glory, coach glory days too. So it's kind of a full circle type thing. And that's kind of, kind of what I want to do with the new track, you know, that we're going to be bringing out. Yeah. Well, to, to, to touch back on what you said is, is one of the things I really like is during the Harbaugh era, you kind of felt like, now, I, from what I understand, this is uh, just as much as Jed as anybody else. But you kind of felt like we kind of got away from our past. And, you know, like mm-hmm. kind of like – because that's it, a – It's funny. Of course. It's so funny you say that because I, I – I mean, I, I liked Harbaugh, you know, but I, I kind of felt the same way, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was – we were you doing good. You didn't see good, Jerry Ross come to practice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't have the same feel, right? You know, Trent Bulky yeah. wasn't Trent Bulky wasn't you know marching out '94 throwback jerseys, you know. So right, I think that the, you know, and, and I mean that's fine. So I think to what what you said is that obviously you know we're all excited and everything like that, but to me, I love the fact that Shanahan and, and John Lynch aren't afraid to embrace the past. They're, they're not afraid to mm-hmm. sit there and say that, that – matter of fact, if you listen to John Lynch, what, I, just, I love listening to the man talk because he's the type of person you want to speak for your organization. Just the way he talks, and, and he's just awesome. And mm-hmm. he said, look, we have an asset that only really realistically only three other teams have. Only three other teams can say they have more. Only one other team can say they have more Super Bowls than us, and only two other teams can flaunt around saying they have just as many. And so, yeah. you know, how many franchises can go call up a quarterback that's won four Super Bowls? You know, I mean, uh, you know, yeah. how many franchises can have the greatest football player to ever put on pads than Jerry Rice come speak to your team, or Charles Haley, or Ronnie Lott? Or just, you know, they, uh, before RIP, by the way, uh, but before Dwight Clark. You know, I mean, how many, and, and John Lynch isn't scared to say, look, you know, we understand we got to do it ourselves and we can all hang on, on the path, but this is an asset. You know, yeah. if we want to build this back into what it was, well, why not bring back the people who turned it into what it was? Who turned it into Exactly, that? yeah. And I mean, exactly. it seems so simple. It seems so simple when you think about it. But having dealt with people in, in football my whole life, you'll find out that these men have bigger egos than you would, I would care to even admit. So, <laughs> but um, 
So when is uh, we looking at a possible release date? So I, I'm looking to try to get something, you know, before the season even starts or early, yeah. early season um, for the for the Niner track. Then uh, I also have like another project I'm doing, an album, which it, it wouldn't be 49er, mm-hmm. but it's also, you know, it'd be a lot of songs that I think, you know, people would like. And that would be coming oh, out like December, December or January. So, yeah, pretty exciting. Oh, cool. Yeah, the Niner track. Niner track definitely looking to try to get it, you know, beginning of the season or pre- like preseason time. All right, awesome, awesome. Well, of course, you know, whenever it drops, we'll we'll go ahead and and bring you on on back on. Uh, what, what I like to do is is when I when I set out to do Niner Faithful Radio, I did two things. I said, uh, well, I did three things. I said, okay, what? I'm, I'm trying to build this into something. I'm trying to turn this into my career. And so I thought to myself, I, was, I just got out of jail, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, and I said, okay, what can I do? What can I do with my life? Like, what's something? And I said, well, nine. I said, um, you know, what's the one thing that I can always point back to my life that everybody who knows me is like, I mean, I've had people call me that I hadn't talked to 10 years. They hit me up on Facebook after the Super Bowl, like, bro, we can't, we're so sorry. Like, you must be heartbroken. And I hadn't talked to these people in 10 years. And, you know, the, no, and so and I set out for two goals. I set out for two goals. I set out to be a, a show by the by a faithful for the faithful. I mean, I really take that to heart. You know, I'm, 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 I'm mm-hmm. a, I don't like to seem like a media person. I'm a fan just like y'all. I'm just a fan who happens to have a radio show. Anybody can, yeah. have, you know. Mm-hmm. And number two, I wanted to help out fellow Niner fans. I wanted to be the middleman between Niner fans. So if I could get a couple, if I can bring somebody on my show to chop it up for a half an hour, 15 minutes, however long, and that gets them 10 more listens to, to a song on YouTube, I felt like I kind of did my job. You know, I mean, yeah, my ultimate yeah. goal, because I love it. Because people ask, people ask, you know, I, I'm a firm believer. I've, I've dealt with, I'm 32 years old. I've been a Niner fan since I was almost three. So I've been a Niner fan for 30 years. And in my 30 years, I've realized that you're either, you're either just a faithful or you're not. There's, it's not something you can learn. It's not something you can explain. It's just in you or it's not. And, and there's nothing wrong with not having it in you. But to me, what I tell people is I said, when you have a world full of hate and, you know, racism, all crazy type of shit that's going on in the world nowadays, when you can have 80,000 people, 70,000 or 20, or however many thousand people in one area of all different type of geographical, financial, racial, global type of backgrounds, and, I mean, these people are hugging and high-fiving and acting like best friends, why wouldn't you want that? Like, to me, I think yeah. that's the coolest thing in the world, that I can walk into a stadium, not know a single person in that stadium, but walk around like they're all my best friends. And we're walking around high five. And I remember, I remember after we beat the Yams to open up the 16th season, I remember just walking in um, on the way to Light Rail out of Levi Stadium, just walking randomly high five the fans. You know, just walk up, what's up, bro? Hey, go Niners, go Niners. And, and I remember this one dude stopped me. He goes, hey, bro. He goes, that's what's up. I'm like, this is how it's supposed to be, bro. We're all family, bro. We're mm-hmm. all Niner fans. Yeah. We're obviously all here to root on our football team. We obviously all love this team or we wouldn't be here. So, 
uh, that yeah, was that exactly. was that's my goal is I want to bring Niner fans together, and I want to encourage people. I mean, I think that's dope, bro. You're following your dream. You know what I'm saying? You're you're doing what you want to do in your life, and any type of way I can support a fellow faithful doing what they want to do in their life, and you know, all, uh, you know, and it also has to do with the Niners. That's what's up. I mean, I can't. I feel that I would be a hater. If I listen to your song every Sunday, it gets me jacked up, and I'm I'm ready to run through a brick wall, and I don't call you to have you to have you promote your song. That's kind of me being a hater, bro. I can't listen to your song for free every single game, and then not that's try to help you out when I can get a hold of you. Yeah, it's, well, on my end, man, it's just really nice to hear, and I I really appreciate that, man. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on the show too. Yeah, you know it's. Uh, really great what you're doing and you know I, I i totally understand what you mean about it's amazing how you can get you know that many people in a stadium who don't know any you know don't know each other different backgrounds and we're all we're all in you know what i mean for our team i'm, I'm just getting goosebumps right now just thinking about it i mean i remember um my first game at levi's was uh the thanksgiving game and there's this 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 um white dude in front of me um, from Richmond and everything like that. And just all game, we, me and him are just feeding off each other. You know, he's getting loud. I'm getting louder than him. And, and we're high five. And we're just – and I, I've never seen him since. I hadn't seen him before. But, I mean, you know, you walk up to him, and you would think we'd known each other for like 20 years. You know, we just <laughs> – and, and I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking, like, who – just people from just totally different backgrounds. And, and have nothing in common. I mean, you know, me and this dude probably couldn't be two farther different people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and, yeah. you know, it, it's something that when I, when, when I first did this show, and I, I, I talk to people all the time, and, and anytime somebody says, you know, I always told myself, if, as long as one person is listening, as long as one person is listening to the show, I will do it. You know, because... And I've had people, you know, hey, you know, we really appreciate it and everything like that. And I try to encourage people to follow their dreams and, and help in any way I can. I mean, this isn't costing me any money, you know. So, I mean, I'm not, not a crazy amount of money. You know, I'm not paying $1,000 or anything. So if I can bring on some, yeah. you know, some fellow Niner fans and, and, you know, find out. I think that's the dopest thing in the world. I mean, to rap or or sing or you know, whatever type of music you have about your football team. I mean, that's pretty dumb. I bet you you slap that shit for the players. You know, you, you oh, slap yeah. that shit for the players. <laughs> they probably get pumped up for it. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. I mean, I tell people all the time, I, I, I literally, this is actually a funny story about actually how I found your song. So when I first started Niner Faithful Radio, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of the app called Spreaker. But it's a it's a little basically Speaker. a podcast app, yeah. Spreaker. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so um, I went ahead and got the Spreaker app, and I would sit across the street from where I am right now. I'm I'm at the library right now, and I sat across mm-hmm. the street, and I had a little Niner notebook full of notes on the draft, and I I, I held up my phone to my and I I went over this, I went out basically did a, a draft show holding up outside holding up my phone to my to my mouth. And it was the most crappiest, like, audio. I mean, it was just, it was the most ghetto <laughs> shit in the world. Right? Yeah. And, you know, 
but I was like, whatever, you know, I'm going to do it, and, and who knows what can happen. And I happened to press. Uh, Kyle Shanahan was having a, a press conference that day, and I happened mm-hmm. to just leave a comment saying, um, hey, hey, what's up, y'all? It's your boy, Niner Faithful. Come check out Niner Faithful Radio's Facebook page. And, um, you know, we got a new episode up. And my manager, or the owner of the radio station I'm on, happened to hit, is a diehard Niner fan and happened to hit me up and say, hey, we're looking for somebody to do a 49er show. Would you be interested? And I thought, oh, shit, yeah. Like, you know, one thing led to another. You know, here we are almost a year later. And we're doing a um, – I, I write for – I'm going to currently – oh, we're announcing it right now. I'm going to currently uh, – pretty soon I'm working on my first post. I'm going to be writing for nothing but Niners.com. Um, I write for a site, Sports Elite. So, I mean, when you start something like this, you never know what could happen. You you never know. Right, so, I yeah. mean, to get somebody who who's pursuing their dream and, and loves it and has passion for it and is good at it. I mean, that, I, I do a little – uh, producing myself, I mean, nothing, you know, professional or anything, but, you know, I, I mess around a little bit of Fruity Loops, you know, and uh, nice, yeah. the sound quality on that is amazing. I mean, just as, as somebody who has a little bit of production type of experience, you know, the, to do something and do it well, I mean, that's what's up, bro. So um, before we go on and let you get up out of here, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell the people where they can find you? Uh, via social media, yeah, whatever. For sure, yeah. So um, I know you found you found my stuff under uh, BAC Level Productions. So, yeah. uh, but we're we're actually going to be moving everything new is going to be under my my current alias, and you can find my music on SoundCloud.com/slash/RazorQuack, and that's spelled R A. Yeah, it's spelled R A Z R Q U A C K. You okay. can find it on there. Uh, and then also um, Facebook.com backslash RazorQuack, too. We'll be putting our music on there and, and and on Instagram, too. So we're pretty much on all the social media outlets. Okay, most definitely. Um, well, thanks for coming on today, Brian. Um, really, really, really appreciate it. Keep the Niner slaps coming up, man. I mean, uh, definitely, definitely. It's it, I can't wait for the new song. I'm, I'm totally juiced. I, I can't wait for it to come out. Awesome. Yeah, I, I can't wait to, to get it out there, too. And I appreciate you bringing me on again. You know, thanks. Appreciate it. No problem, bro. Go Niners. All right. Go Niners. Have a good one. You too, bro. All right. So before we get up out of here, well, we want to thank Brian for coming on. That, that was That was really cool. I understand that was probably not the greatest interview in the entire world to listen to. But, um, you know, that was really cool to have Brian on. I mean, I, I've been trying to get him on the show for a while, and um, I really support him. I think it's awesome that he's out there making Niner music and, and pursuing his, his dream. So we are almost out of time. There's a bunch of stuff I didn't get to. Um, so I, these notes, but they're, uh, Jimmy G. Cool has, has an interview out there. Um, our running backs coach, receivers coach, offensive line coach, and quarterbacks coach all have videos out there. Y'all go ahead and make them check them out. Jimmy G. Cool spoke. So uh, 
Definitely check those out on Niners.com. Um, they're apparently, excuse me, ooh, that was weird, opening up a um, fitness center at Recovery Fitness and Recovery Center at Westgate Center Outlet Mall. And I believe that's Frisco. Um, oh, in San Jose. I have no idea where that mall is then. Outlet Mall. Oh, Westgate. Okay. Yeah, they're talking about Westgate. Okay, yeah. So for those in San Jose, they're going to build a wellness center by Westgate. So go ahead and check that out. The article's on Niners.com. Before we get out of here, thanks, Brian. Really appreciate it for coming on. Uh, Y'all check out that album when it drops. Check out the Niners song. I'm going to go ahead and send a... Uh, I bleed red and gold. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and share it on my Niner Faithful Radio Facebook and my personal Facebook page. So y'all be able to check that out. Uh, Radio AFS has advertising packages for as little as $25 a month. Email me at NinerFaithfulRadio at gmail.com. Message me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram for details. Thanks for listening, everybody. I shall see y'all next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Peace, love, and happiness. Go Niners.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.